we are, you know, in the tens of millions in revenue. So revenue has grown explosively also. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster, minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Ross Burdorf. He's built a great company in Zen Business. If you missed the episode back mid-2019, what you would have heard is they're helping the world create new businesses. And when he says the world, he communicated that had over 6,000 customers at that point. I think they've grown a lot. They've made a major acquisition. We're going to dive into it all today. Ross, you ready to take us to the top? Hey, you bet. Thanks so much. Excited to be here today. <laughs> you bet. All right. So if people did miss that first episode, give us the quick Cliff Notes version. Why are people paying you money to use Zen Business? Well, I mean, you know, you really want to think of us as Shopify for the service industry. So we are a full service product for the service industry. And that's this long tail micro businesses. So everything you need to get up and running from formation to website to accounting to CRM to uh, you know, invoicing, we've got the whole thing. We get your, your, your service business to its first dollar. And give, you know, tie the loop here for people because a lot of people and a lot of people that I talk to that are now angel investors or we're high up at Homeway, they say just amazing things about how you and the executive team work together to grow that company. So did you, did you in any way, was the seed of Zen Business, did it come from Homeway at all or no? No, I mean, it, it didn't. I mean, the, these kinds of things you just fall into. And, you know, really it came from there's just a need in the market. And this is a growing trend. You know, there's a uh, we just recently a statistic out there that over half of the millennials, you know, have a side gig going on. And this is part of that, you know, that side gig going on. And, you know, the pandemic has certainly accelerated the adoption of these more efficient tools to get a, a business up and running. So uh, you may have seen Amon, the CEO of GoDaddy, just did a recent interview with CNBC and they're seeing explosive growth. So are we. We're seeing the same explosive growth as more and more people, you know, are doing their own thing online. And it's the digitization of, you know, this solopreneur segment. There you go. Side hustle software. I like that, Ross. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. That's so when you say explosive growth, you know me. I'm a numbers guy. Let's try and quantify this. You were serving, I think, about 6,000 customers back in February of 2019. How many are at today? 
seven over 70,000 customers. You have over seven, that's paying customers. That's not like some fluffy duffy free users that never pay that 70,000 paid. No, that's not a fluffy duffy number. Holy crap. So that's, I mean, that's wait, that's more than 10 X growth in the customer base over the last 20 months. How much of that came over the past six months? Uh, well, I mean, I don't think I, that's a good point. I don't know how much is, I mean, we've been growing pretty rapidly last year. The, I mean, I would say, oh gosh, like a third of it. I mean, we've seen some explosive growth, I think just be, as a result of the pandemic, but, but this trend was already existing. I think, you know, a lot of companies grow during a down market, uh, because of the adoption of more efficient solutions. And, and we were, in the right place at the right time. And, you know, this is a trend that's just been accelerated. You know, you could say the same for, for Zoom, uh, you know, uh, you could say the same thing for Zoom, uh, you know, with the pandemic. And I think it's the same thing with the, you know, this SMB platform called Zen Business. And what are cu cu customers paying on average per month to use the tech? Uh, you know, I'm not going to, I mean, share those numbers. Well, the, the, yeah, the reason I ask is, um, we're, in the tent, we're, we're, yeah, go ahead. No, we're in the, we are, you know, in the tens of millions in revenue. So revenue has grown explosively also. Yep. 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 Have you, I mean, I guess from a trend perspective, have you generally increased ARPU over and gone upstream yeah. over the past? Okay. Yes. yes. Got it. So we, we continue to see LTV expansion. And the platform continues to expand. You know, our website product is leading the way. You wanted to talk about the Joust acquisition. I love we, that. Yeah. So the Joust acquisition, which was someone we were going to partner with, and it really made more sense for us to, you know, purchase the company. So we did that. Uh, Joust was squarely focused at this, uh, you know, service industry, which is where we're focused also with invoicing. Uh, invoice factoring, CRM, merchant accounts. And so this was a perfect merge for us. We've rebranded it as Zen Business Money. You want to think about um, you want to think about Joust as the fintech solution on our platform. So everything fintech and uh, we'll roll that out. It's been a rebrand and we'll roll that out in Q4 and Q1 of next work next year, feature by feature. So it just makes a perfect perfect solution. And, you, you know, when you think about it is, you know, that that has to be fintech payments has to be a part of any platform that provides a, a solution in this area. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people, Ross, will see other tools in the space and go, that's a perfect fit, but I could never get that company because they've raised too much or they're way bigger than us or things of that nature. I mean, when you look up Joust, I mean, I think they raised 11 million bucks. Now you're not a small company, but you're not a hundred million in ARR either. I mean, how did you make that deal go down? Uh, undisclosed, undisclosed, but we, you know, we did it off our balance sheet. I guess I'm not necessarily asking for what you bought it for, but, but structurally, how did you do it? In other words, they have 11 million raised, right? So those investors are going to be telling the Joust CEO and founders go for a billion dollar exit. I mean, you do not pay a billion, you know, a billion dollars for this thing. Was this more of like a sort of a stock deal, friendly investor sort of thing better together or no? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, everybody's happy on both sides of the deal. I mean, their investors are thrilled to death and we're thrilled to death to take on the team. We took on 10 people in, in, with Joust. And you got to realize these guys have deep fintech experience. I mean, the, 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 they're in the middle of it 
uh, and they understand all of the pieces and parts that go along with this. So it was a great acquisition for us. And there's no, it's not like, oh, we need to shift the product in one direction or not. We just needed to rebrand the product and bring it to our customers. And this is the beauty, you know, of our platform. FinTech products suffer from acquisition and then conversion, right? So they can acquire the customer, but then they got to go through all of this KYC stuff. With us at Zen Business, we have all that KYC stuff because we do the formation, we do the EIN. You know, we 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 believe that we have the easiest online banking conversion. You literally push a button, and you know, we have they have an online bank account because we have all that KYC information. It gets proved on the other side. This is a huge hassle for every anyone else in the in the fintech space unless you're you know with one of these big banks already if you're not familiar with fintech guys kyc is sort of a legal thing you have to be aware of in the fintech oh, world called called know your customer ross is saying because it's in business they really know the customers really well which makes the financial side much easier that's right and this is the, so it, you know it's just a no-brainer and you know so we bring the customers to the joust solution now zen business money and they bring the solution to our customers mm-hmm. so it's a perfect fit perfect now, fit now, we've expanded that team. We've expanded that team already. How many people are on the total team, all Zen business today? Uh, 140 people. 140. And you're engineering by blood. That was your role, I think, CTO at HomeAway. How many engineers are on the team? Um, you know, that's. It, 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 I think there's probably around 20 if you consider the outsourcing and, and internal people. We have, we're very much into, you know, contractors and outsourcing. So we have both on the customer service side and on the engineering side, we have some big outsourced development team plus internal. So we got a pretty good, pretty good crew. Ross, that's 20 engineers out of a team of 140 is less than I would have thought. Where are the other 120 people? What do they do? It's a big service. It's a big service segment. So we have big service segment. uh, And that's a, a lot of that is outsourced. And, you know, big part of what we do is like Zappos, you know, Tony Shea was in his fund was in our, early round, a big part of what we do is when people come in through formation, they can get a hold of us. This is this is what everyone misses, I believe, in the, the industry right now is more and more people want to be able to get a hold of someone. You cannot, I cannot tell you how thrilled our customers were with being able to email us, call us, chat with us. And that takes a lot of service people. You know, we are a SaaS-based margin business, so we have, I don't want you to get the impression that we don't have SaaS margins. The The point is, though, that, you know, people want to get a, get a hold of people, and we still do formations, which is is largely done, you know, by hand, and you got to get back and forth, and people need hand-holding. It's a scary thing when you start up a business. Mm-hmm. What, what? So when you say SaaS margins, I mean, are you still sort of in the 80, 85, 90% range? We are in that range. Yes, that's great. Okay, another thing I want to chat with you about is is pricing, right? So you're seeing a lot of trends in sort of SaaS business models today, and one of them that's really taking off, in my opinion, are sort of a, a core SaaS play, but then the ability to drive additional services based revenue. But those services are high margin because they're tech powered. You, when you scroll down on your pricing page, have all these great additions. You can have a registered agent service added for ninety nine bucks a year, DBA name registration for ninety five bucks. You offer all these sort of like templatized sort of upsells. Talk to me about the importance of that to your business model and to delivering the value that you need to your customers. Well, I mean, I think on all of these, I mean, you hit on it. 
these businesses are, once you get the unit economics worked out, which we have, then it really all becomes, you know, how do you get LTV expansion? So, I mean, this is the, this is the name of the game in a platform. And so we are a product led growth company. So we, we let the product and the customer take it forward. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say other than, you know, it's got to be all around LTV expansion. We spend a tremendous amount of time and money in product market research and surveying our customer base, which is a huge customer base now. So we know exactly what our customers want. We know exactly how they want it and what they want to pay for it. And so, you know, with product-led growth, it's got to be, you know, try before you buy, 100% money-back guarantee. And, you know, what are those products and services that they want? And, you know, our goal is to get all of our customers to their first dollar in revenue. You, you hear a lot of marketing out there from these companies. They, and we market the same way. It's, you know, it's, uh, you know, start, run and grow your business. The truth is it's start, grow and run your business. You really have to get these folks into making money before they're willing to buy other services and you want all those services embedded and you want it to be super convenient. This customer base we're going after acts like consumers. So they want it at a great price. They want to try before they buy. They want to be able to cancel whenever they want to cancel. And, and we just want to be there with that solution that gets it done. That's convenient from a consumer point of view. On average, folks are using 10 plus different vertical applications that aren't integrated to get their businesses run. And, you know, we want, we integrate all those solutions, not all of them yet, but we're headed down that way to integrate all those solutions so that, that you can have convenience so you can run your business and you don't have to worry about the, you know, all the back office or the marketing or, or the website, et cetera, and the formation and keeping your formation up and running and compliant. So guys, up until April of this year, I used to pay a full-time designer $3,000 per month to handle things like blog images, podcast logos, slide decks, and things of that nature. And then a guy named Russ Perry came on the show. You guys might remember it. His company's called Design Pickle. And it shocked me when he told me he's basically bootstrapped to 18 million in revenue, serving 3,000 customers. What it is, is they set up a Slack channel for you full of designers. You post design projects and boom, you get results. They do the designs for you. In fact, it is also way cheaper than having someone full-time. I now happily pay for the past three months for Design Pickle. I pay $1,000 per month, and they're so quick turning all my keynotes around, blog posts, featured images, logos, you name it, they do it very quickly. So I said, Russ, we've got to give a deal to my audience. What can you do? And he said, well, Nathan, we saw so many downloads from the show. We'll give your folks 50% off for a limited time. That's $200 in savings. But again, the offer does expire. So if you want to try to get basically a full-time designer, but for just $200 per month, go to nathanlaka.com forward slash design pickle right now. Again, that's nathanlaka.com forward slash design pickle. So Ross, just to, to double down on this trend of PLG, right, part-led growth, you have three sort of base SaaS plans, a starter for 49 a year, pro for 200 a year, and premium for 300 per year. You then yep. have all this sort of upsell revenue. Um, I won't dig deeper here because it gets complex fairly quickly, but I am just curious to underscore this. When you take all those, those three key SaaS plans and you look at what you think your total revenue for 2020 is going to be, what percent of total revenue do you think is from the, those three key SaaS plans what? versus all the ex- other things Nine. you see? 
Well, 98% of our customers are on a subscription. One so of those have, three though, one of those three or one of the subscription, the other subscription options at the bottom. One of those, well, it, it's both. I mean, it, it's a combination of both. So people come in and buy those subscriptions and then they get thrown into a dashboard and the dashboard has all of the options that you would need. I see. To you buy. have to have a base plan. You have to have one of those yeah. three bases. Yeah. You have, well, you can still come through. I mean, just like uh, SurveyMonkey, there's still a free option. And, and remember, those plans, we don't charge for the formation in those plans. It's just those subscriptions that are part of the, we still have a zero cost uh, formation. So we're still, we are 20% the cost of LegalZoom. So we are, we are the, you know, the, the cost leader, the, 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 the value leader there. Um, so you get the opportunity to buy what you need once you get into your dashboard, but you can pay, you can do a free formation and you still get a dashboard and you still get presented with those options that are either in the plans or you can go ahead and buy a plan. Majority of our customers buy plans. So Ross, just to be clear, if I just was looking for an EIN number, I was Googling some stuff and came across your landing page for your $70 EIN product, a one-time $70 fee, I could pay you that without paying any of the other subscription sort of fees you have. That's right. Oh, interesting. Now, obviously you then want to upsell me in a subscription fee, but someone can use you on a one-off basis like that. That's right. Interesting. That's right. Interesting. Interesting. Are there any other, I mean, you've put a lot of thought into this. Are there any other learnings there in terms of how the product mix is working together that other entrepreneurs in the SaaS world should know about? Well, I mean, I think it's, it, you know, it's no, you don't have to uh, think this stuff up on your own. If you look at all the other SaaS solutions, they're usually two or three different plans based on, you know, what customers want. So customers want convenience. They don't want to, uh, have to think very hard. They want a curated solution for you. So, you know, you know what, what is the most value for them. And this even goes all the way back to HomeAway. We've had those options. We literally would tell you what was the best option for you. We had a calculator. It's the same thing here is, you know, bring value to your customers. Don't try to rip them off. Don't try to jam products down their throat. Don't try this, you know, upsell, upsell, upsell. You know, we really try to get you in, have a peak experience when you do your formation and start up. And if you look at your review, our reviews, that's what they do. And then offer the products and services that they need. If they have a great experience with you and then you offer it, why wouldn't they pick you? Especially when it's convenient and you just have to push a button. So I think that's the 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 trick. You don't, with uh, product-led growth, it's not about you know, how do I force my customer to purchase something? It's about how do I educate them and uh, offer them solutions that they can try? And if they work for them, which is should be your and their high value, then of course, they're going to stick with you. And so Ross, again, a year and a half ago, February, you came on, you, you told us sort of ARPU is breaching that $17 point, which obviously is like, you know, uh, on average 200 bucks a year from these folks. You've said you've since expanded that, right? I mean, have you, can you give us some sense of how much you've been able to expand that? Are people paying more than 50 bucks a month now on average across all your product suite? Yeah, we don't, we don't disclose those numbers, but we're expanding. Okay. Do you see a path to getting that up to where like annual, like average ACVs are in the thousand dollar range or no, you'll think you'll always be below that? Well, I mean, it, you know, this is this is a misconception, I think, in the market. And, you know, when you think about this, this is that long tail of the SMB market, the solopreneur market. So folks in this area, if they make 55 
to $100,000 a year. This is a banner year for them. So, you know, I find it, and this is where there's this big, in addition, these people don't churn, logo churn, like other uh, mid-market products, because if the person fails, and we really want to think about this in, in this fashion, if this person's business fails, they're still a person. They still have a side gig. It's not like they became in, extinct or they went off of the the, the, play, the face of the planet. So we really want to keep them or, you know, future plans have got like, why isn't there just a reboot button where they just hit reboot, they rename their entity, they rename maybe their DBAs, they, you know, redo, uh, you know, amend their formation and then they restart again, you know, change their website up. But they don't have to go through this process again, but they, they can still keep their their ideas the, a new idea they can kick off. And I think this is really the, the, for us is to treat them more like as the world moves this way is everyone should have one of these aside gig. And, you know, we want to failure is part of these businesses, but we, it doesn't have to be the fact that you have to reinvest in a new idea. We want to lower that friction initially and, and lower it so that you can maybe have two, three, four, five gigs. I'd rather see our customers paying us $1,000 a month and have five different companies because that makes more sense than having, you know, a single company until it's, you know, got 10, 12, 20 customer, 20 employees, then they could move into that range. But when they get up and running, they're going to be sensitive to pricing. Ross, how have you capitalized the business? How much have you raised to date? Uh, 19 and a half. Okay, got it. So I think you did a 15 million uh, back mid last year. That was your last raise. Is that right? Yeah. And that was led by Graycroft. So, I mean, you must be in the phase right now, if you've had this explosive growth where you're fielding term sheets, looking at raising a, you know, a series BC right now, is that accurate? Yeah, we don't need to raise money right now. Uh, why, so why is that? Are you profitable? We will be profitable next fall. Okay. Got it. Just next year. And so, you know, I don't want you to, you know, there's nothing, or I put it this way, there's nothing like a pandemic to make a venture-backed company profitable. How's that? Yeah. That's <laughs> well, but you clearly have some nice runway, though, if you're, if you're comfortable saying, you, you know, you're happy to wait until next fall to be profitable. Yeah, so we're going to, I mean, I think, um, you know, we're always testing the market. I don't think we're, you know, we're not actively outrunning the process. I will, I, I will tell you that. But, you know, we're you know, always, uh, you know, you can always raise more money. Yep. Yep. Interesting. If you did raise more capital, um, where would you invest it? Uh, we're ready to scale. We I'd invested in more in product. I'd invest more in marketing. I'd invest, you know, more in operations to scale the business. So, you know, we can use more money. That's for sure. We can put it use. There's no, there's no like, uh, you know, let's risk some more money and figure out, what products our customers want. I mean, we could just simply build those. Yep. If you raise no more money and you do become profitable next fall and you keep growing at the growth rate you're growing, you said you're north of 10 million in ARR at this point. I mean, do you think you can break 30 million at that same time when you hit profitability? Oh, yes. Okay, very good. So that's not, that was a very confident oh, yes, meaning maybe maybe that's a goal you, you crushed this year. Yeah, that's very easy 
easy to hit that number next year. We love that. All right, very cool. Um, what about, do you have quota carrying sales reps at this price point? Pardon? Do you have quota carrying sales reps at this low price no, point? No, man, this is all digital digital business. And that's what, you know, I think that's why you end up with those margins. And when, and then, you know, I don't, we, we, we are firm believers in that brand equals trust. And we are firm believers on having, you know, world-class customer service. And that's just something that we invest in. We don't build shitty products that customers have problems with. Uh, We just support the hell out of it, which is what this segment wants. You know, I mean, that, yeah. Ross, before we wrap up here with the famous five, last critical thing about any SaaS company, especially at this price point, is churn. What's monthly churn look like? We are at the, we are at the, I don't know how you say this. We're at the, we are at the top. So we are the top in the industry as far as low churn. What would you consider a monthly churn rate uh, where it would be? 1.5 and we're below that some months monthly on on a revenue basis or logo basis monthly monthly got it very cool ross let's wrap up here with the famous five number one favorite business book um you know you asked me that again i read so much i don't know you know i think uh he's looking around his his new mexico office here seeing what's on the table oh man i mean there's a lot of stuff you know i get i'm right i'm writing a book right now oh talk about that well, I mean, I'm writing a book and it's really focused about uh, it's really focused on how entrepreneurs is really this inner journey. And you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be honest with the business, you know, because if you're, you know, or, or I put it this way, you can't lie to your customers. And so in order to do that, you can't lie to yourself or to your colleagues. And you really have to go after, you know, what are the challenges with the business? and 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 head into those fearlessly in order to 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 solve it. So when you ask these questions, I I am not this you know we're reading a lot about product led growth. There's so pick a book. Know, I pick a pick a, pick who, a BLG who, who book. Books. I mean, we follow we follow guys like you. Blogs. Why would you read a book when you can follow guys like you? So the blogs, Google, and we look at interviews and then see if there's some some books in there. Uh, that's most of what I do right now is get the best practices from folks like that. You know, I like uh, the last big book I read was Steve Jobs after he died. That was a fantastic, you know, autobiography, you know, biography written by him. The one that was called Steve Jobs. Uh, you know, I, I like to take a lot from guys like you, from colleagues and, you know, put that all together because there's no, I'm not a dogmatic business guy. You know, I love the agile piece. And, and that one of the reasons I love, uh, you know, uh, going after problems and proving your thesis is, you know, get to the truth as quick as possible because your customers are going to get there. You should, you should try to get there before they do yep. and I'm- fix the problem. Number two, Ross, is there a CEO or founder you're following or studying or just someone you learn a lot from? Uh, Brian Sharples, Bet Home Away, was a rock star CEO. He's an investor. I call him all the time. It's, uh, you know, and board members. But I would say Brian is, is a guy that I follow. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business besides any of the great things you offer at Zen Business? Holy shit. I would have to say <laughs> 
I will tell you, Sysense is one of the best damn products. We're completely, you know, uh, automated through that. I will, um, you know, we're, I'll put in a plug for uh, ProfitWell on churn and retention. There are so many great uh, products there. I put in a plug for, you know, Stripe that we, that, that, you know, we use. I mean, it, the, the world has changed. There's so many great SaaS solutions, uh, Intercom. I mean, it's just, there's just so many great solutions to get your business up and running. Right now we use Google Cloud. Um, you know, I think those are probably the ones off of the top of my head. I'll probably get off the phone and say, oh shit, this is critical to the business. But uh, those are the ones that we're using. Oh, hell, uh, SurveyMonkey. Holy crap, we use the <laughs> hell out of, out of, you know, SurveyMonkey. I put in a big plug for survey monkey it's what a great product there you guys have it good, a lot of good tools a lot of good tools there ross uh yeah. what's your uh how many hours of sleep are you getting every night what keeps me uh, how many how many hours of sleep do you get you know <laughs> it depends I, I you know i try to work right now like uh you know five to you know five in the evening because that kind of works with my you know my lifestyle. Sometimes I get, if I can't sleep, I'll get up and before that and still work till five, but you know, so you're getting what, six, seven hours of sleep. Yeah. All right. And Ross, what's your situation? Married, single kids, married and all the kids are outside of the house. Been married for over 30 years. Wow. How many kids? Three. Wow. Okay. And how old are you? 57, 57 years young. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Oh man. Were you computer science degree back then or no? Yeah, yeah, I got it. I had a science computer science degree. But I wish when I knew I was 20. Uh oh, uh take more risk. Take more risk. Guys, Zen Business, they are really the software for the side hustle, especially during a pandemic when everyone's launching this. They make it really easy to get your business up and going. They've exploded 6,000 customers about 18 months ago, now over 70,000 customers using the platform, all paying north of $17 per month. But you can get on and get your business formed totally free. They then upsell you great additional features like getting critical business formation docs set up and going. They're doing north of $10 million per year in revenue. He says, quote, really easy to break 30 million next fall when they hope to hit profitability. They've raised 19.5 million bucks to do it. 140 people on the team, a lot of services folks, but it's high margin services and 20 engineers with world-class churn, 12 per, less than 12% gross revenue churn annually. Ross, thanks.